What's going on and welcome back to another episode of Film Fit where we sit down and we talk with other creators and creatives and we talk about their processes and their experiences. Today is the very first episode of 2022 and I am joined by the one and only Keegan Sells. What's up Keegan? Hey, how you doing? Keegan Sells. He's not only a actor, singer, dancer, filmmaker, editor, cinematographer, photographer, <laughs> Hollister model. There's a few things, the list goes on and on, but he's also one of my great, great friends. And I'm extremely, extremely excited to have him on the show. So how's your day been? I mean, it's been pretty good. I woke up, took a shower, uh, started memorizing a script. Okay. Because I'm going to play coming up here. What's, what's the play called? Uh, it's called This Is Our Youth. It's a three-person play, and it's dude. I'm doing it at my college. So and where do you go? Where do you go to college? I go to the Boston Conservatory at the Berkeley College of Music. Wow. <laughs> Every time he says that, we always think he's so being so pretentious when he says it. <laughs> it's like I have to say the whole thing. Yeah, because it's a flex, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that w- that would be like <clears throat> if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I go to I'm in law school," and they're like, "Okay." I'm in Harvard Law. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, okay, you, you, you left that part out. Yeah, you yeah. little tough guy. Um, yeah, so, like, every time I get on the podcast, I just want to always preface or ask or prompt the question, where did you get your start? What was, you know, what got you to be on my show today? You know, like, what, what made Keegan Keegan in the, in the world of acting, in the world of, you know, photography, whatever it is? What, what got Keegan his start? So I started acting when I was seven years old, um, like technically uh, in like professional, more professional stuff, um, because my parents got divorced and they were like, we need to get this kid something to do. And (laughs) initially I did not like it. I like hit under tables and like cried during auditions. Um, but my siblings loved it. Wow. Um, What a turn this has taken. I know. (laughs) And like, they were way more into it than I was initially. Um, But when I was in my first show, Music Man, I was in the ensemble, and um, my mom tells me that I was, like, telling everybody where to go or where they needed to be and, like, what props needed to be on stage in certain, you know, at certain points. Um, Being a little bossy. Yeah, a little bossy, (laughs) but, like, I paid attention and I knew what everybody, like, I Uh knew everything. Yeah. So, obviously, obviously I liked it enough to care about, like... The details. Making sure everybody was going to, you know, get to the right the right spot you know yeah, yeah, yeah um so i kind of started doing like smaller roles and like ensemble stuff when i was like really really young um and my first main character or bigger character was dill into kill a mockingbird okay and my brother played Jem, and that's the part that i wanted <laughs> wow um but i i actually had fun playing dill uh, more fun uh yeah that, <laughs> based off the pickle um i had more fun fun playing dill um just because he was like a, a sillier character he didn't have very many like serious scenes he just kind of you know joked around he was like the yeah he's the best friend character he's the secondary character yeah the secondary character he's the Which story are the characters that i love doing love playing the secondary characters are sometimes always <coughs> the best you know but without the yeah because without the f- secondary character the first character doesn't have like a motive you exactly. know so yeah really you gave your brother purpose wow <laughs> just like in life <laughs> but then um after I did like that first bigger character, stuck with it and I kept doing it. Like yep. I, did, I think I have done like on average five shows a year since Holy then. Holy cow. Um, so how many shows have you done like in total? I've since? done somewhere around 34 shows. Holy cow. But That's a lot of shows. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot actually. 
Um, yeah, but it's been fun. I uh, so back to the yeah, the where, thing. how you yeah yeah I uh I, you know, kind of started getting bigger roles and I started uh, moving to different theaters. I started at a theater called the Little Theater Off Broadway in Grove City, and then I started doing stuff at the Columbus Children's Theater uh-huh. in Columbus as is the name um and then through them i started doing shows at a place called the short north stage which is which is a professional theater yeah in ohio but you didn't get paid you were no i was an intern an intern okay um but i like got to do some relatively big roles when i was there which was cool um and yeah and then during that process I kind of started hearing about, you know, the musical theater college world. Yeah. Because a lot of people that did the internship were auditioning for colleges at the time that I was in it. So I started, you know, listening to what they were saying, stealing their lists of colleges that they were auditioning for. Didn't you audition for like a, a buttload of colleges? Yeah, I auditioned for 18 schools. Holy crap. Um, the funny part about it is I asked my friend, Avery Bank... Um, where she was auditioning because I knew that she would have done the research on like what the best schools were yeah and that had like a good list of really big schools and smaller schools um and I just didn't want to take the time to do that sure so I asked her and she sent me a list of the schools that she was auditioning for wow. and I just copy and pasted it and I did that <laughs> so and what was your going into that what was your number one school what did you want it to be um I really really wanted to go to NYU just for the sheer fact of how close you know how close it is to Broadway Sure. Yeah, like literally all, you know, next yeah, door it, type yeah, thing. It's like yeah. basically is Broadway. Um and for the fact that they also have a really really strong film program and that's something that I'm also really passionate about. Uh-huh. So it like it would have been nice to be able to still have a foot in the film world. Yeah. Uh through my school and in musical theater. Um but sadly there is like no musical theater program where you can double major or even minor. You kind of just got to do musical theater because yeah. it takes up so much time. I'm sure. I mean, like, they want you to spend all of your time mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, my, my classes next semester go from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> That's terrible. And then at 7.30, rehearsals start for the play that I'm in. Holy cow. And they go until 11 o'clock at night. And that's every day. Yeah, and that's every day. Do you get a break? Is there, like, a weekend? Do you get Saturday, Sunday? Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah I get Saturday and Sunday, but then I use my Sundays to do homework and so basically I have Saturday and Friday night because we don't have dance class Friday night uh, um, but yeah I get Saturdays in NYU but you ended up at Berkeley but you wanted to go because you're into film right yes so you have done film acting for those who don't know yeah yeah so I've done a little bit of film acting but I'm mostly involved in like the other side of things the filmmaking filmmaking yeah 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 but i do if, if yeah i like acting in films yes well cuz i mean i know you've been in a few projects and all that kind of stuff and so like for like just a general sense it's not very transferable is it oh not at all like trans uh acting on the stage and acting on the screen two different things right yeah so when you act on stage for some reason everybody always tells you to enunciate and like make your facial expression so big that an old woman in the back row could see you. Uh-huh, like larger you. than life. Yeah. It, it, yeah. L- like if somebody was right next to you and having a normal conversation with you, they would think that you were feral. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would think something was wrong with you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> in film, because the camera is so close to you, you have to be like smaller than 
reality. Real life, yeah. Which is hard for me because since I grew up doing theater, uh-huh. I enunciate like I'm in a show all the time. Yeah. And I emote like I'm in a show a lot of the time. So it's hard for me to dial it back because that's just how I act normally. Yeah. They're not transferable at all. I think it's easier to go from theater to film. Uh-huh. But from film to theater, like... Because it's really just take the same principles and dial it back. Yeah. But whereas theater, it's like you're creating a whole new mm-hmm. personality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of like voice stuff and uh, like ways that you move your body. Uh-huh. But on film, that would just look like you were... Well, yeah, because I mean, also like, especially Broadway, like you have to be able to sing, dance on top of acting. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's so much. It's crazy. And that's why the classes in, in school are, it's so intense because... Yeah. We have like three different acting classes, a couple different styles of dance, um, and then singing lessons and like music theory classes so we know what sure. we're doing. It's wow. Weird. That's a lot. That yeah. stresses me out. Oh, it, yeah. It and is. I'm not. I'm not even there. It <laughs> stresses me out just thinking about it. But, uh. <laughs> Jeez. Is it not recording? Check, check. No, it is. Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, okay, so both from screen acting and regular acting, what would you say, like, your favorite role is? I, either one. Or you could give one for both. But, like, what would you say your absolute favorite role is that you've ever done? Hmm. And why, of course. I think that my favorite role okay. that I've ever played All right. Um, was probably a character named Archie. Okay. In 13, the musical. Didn't you do that twice? Yeah. You did that musical twice. I did it once when I was 12, and then I did it once when I was 13. Wow. How fitting. <laughs> um, And the first time, my voice wasn't low enough to sing some of this stuff, so they had uh-huh. to, like, change the key. Really? And then the, um... Let me explain the character. Okay, okay. <laughs> because I just kind of assumed. Yes. <laughs> people knew what it was. Um, He is also a secondary character, like Dill. Okay. In Kill a Mockingbird. Um, he's... This kid who has muscular dystrophy. Okay. Um, which is basically this disease that just slowly breaks down your muscles. Sure. Over time, they just deteriorate and you get weaker and weaker. Right. So at this stage in middle school, um, he is on like surgical crutches, uh-huh. not like the ones you use when you're like when the you ones cast. you put your arms through. Yeah, the ones you the ones you put your arms like through. the like the band wraps around your arm. Yeah. Okay. So. The hard part about that was that I had to learn how to use those and walk with them for the entire show. Uh-huh. And I don't have muscular dystrophy. <laughs> and so it was hard for me to, like... For those I, who don't know. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know. But it was hard for me to, like, literally only carry myself with my arms on these, like, skinny metal poles. Uh-huh. Um, so I would, like, go through stores and just walk, walk with them with in stores. Wow. And stuff like that uh, for a while. The first so you time really had to it. prepare for this role? Yeah. Wow. And... The character is kind of like this nerdy, weird, awkward kid, which huh. is, you know, I think similar to what I am. Sure. So yeah. that wasn't too hard to do. But, uh, yeah, I really like characters with, like, a lot of difficult physical challenges. Uh-huh. Because I, it just, like, pushes me a little bit. And it, while I'm focusing on that, it makes the acting seem more believable. Because I'm not focusing on how I'm saying a line. I'm just saying it how I would say it. Mm. And I'm focusing on my physicality. Uh-huh. So it was your favorite role? Uh, yeah. Was it easier the second time? It was, yeah, it was a lot easier the second time. The thing that was harder was that the first time they just used regular 
surgical crutches, but uh-huh. then the second time they put padding in it so it wouldn't hurt my arms as much, but the padding messed me up because I wasn't used to it, and oh. so my hands and like arms were sitting in a different spot, so I just ripped it out. <laughs> so we talked briefly about Berkeley in the Boston Conservatory Berkeley School of Music. <laughs> right? Yeah. You just tell me more. What's that like? Like, what's the what's like the you know what's the day in the life? I mean, obviously you said a little bit like the classes are extremely long, but like, you know, is there is there certain pressures that you didn't have before? What's the city like? All that kind of stuff. Like, what is it like attending Berkeley? Yeah. So it's weird because so Boston Conservatory is like the performance side of things. So there are people who are going for musical theater. People who are going for instrument performance, like okay. violin, trumpet, guitar clarinet like a, sure, a, anything sure. and then people who also go there for dance and they're really really big big dance school so you kind of feel like at least in that part of things that you're just surrounded by all these people who are like the best uh-huh. in their field and like you don't think you should be there wow it's like kind of this constant imposter syndrome type yeah that's thing. what i was wondering i was like is that a is that a constant thing like do you feel compa- sizing up do you size yourself up to other people a lot yeah th- and that's a hard thing because so since you can't tell I'm a skinny white guy with glasses. Uh, and in theater, there are a lot of skinny white guys with glasses. <laughs> so, like, it, I can't help but uh-huh. look at somebody else who's, like, auditioning for a similar role as me or has a similar voice type as me. And I'm like, we'll be going for the same characters uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's... I definitely compare myself a lot, but then I also realize, like, they're good at things that I'm not good at, and I'm good at things that they're not exactly. good at. Exactly. Like, we both have our strengths, we both have our weaknesses, and that's why we both got accepted. Exactly, like, yeah. my roommate and I sang the same song. Wow. We auditioned with the same song, and it's like, you know, it's not like a popular song to sing uh-huh. for auditions at all, and we both get it. Yeah, and so obviously, I mean, I think where, what's like nice about the school, and I think what I've, you know, you've noticed, and I, what I've noticed personally is like, it's impressive for anybody to get in. Right. And yeah. so you have to also think they're probably looking at you thinking the exact same thing. They're probably, you know, they probably are looking at, wow, holy crap, that Keegan kid's pretty good. I don't know if I'm ever going to get a role. And it's like, yeah, you, there's plenty of roles to go around at the end of the day. Yeah. For talented people, there's plenty of roles to go around. Yeah. Totally. And so it's like, I mean, and also like you have a show like Hamilton or whatever, and like maybe you're not on Broadway. Like there's a show in Puerto Rico, there's a show in California, there's a traveling show. Like, there's more than just the Broadway one, you know? Yeah, totally. You can get the exact same role. Yeah. That's just like, I don't know if that's like not popular, a popular opinion, but to me that just makes sense. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that people don't consider as much as like off-Broadway stuff or like new works. That Is are, it like Broadway or nothing for some people? Um, a lot of the times it's, that's the end goal because that's the, you know, if you've made it there, like that's what's con- widely considered the best. It's like wanting to be in the NBA. Sure, yeah, because it's like because like why would I want to get in a G League when my goal is the NBA? Exactly, but there's still a lot you can learn from, like you were saying. Yeah. A smaller thing, like I, one of my biggest goals is to just like originate a, a role. So uh-huh. like somebody does some type of. So you're workshop. the first one in the show. Yes. Or whatever. Um, like it, the original cast. Yeah, yeah, that. like the original okay. cast recording. I would love to do something like that. That would be sweet. But that's not saying that it has to be a Broadway show. Yeah, just a show in general. Yeah, At was, least to start. Yeah, at least to start. It would be great if I originated a role on yeah. Broadway. But I I think it would be cool to just uh-huh. be the first to do something in any... So I, I, I sent you the questions, right? And I wanted you to like prepare as best as possible. For, but, for, but for this question, it seems like a, a great segue. So 
I've heard a lot and like, you know, talking about school, talking about Broadway, I've heard a lot with the Berkeley School of Music. Like I have people, like I know other people who have gone there way, way in the past for like other things like piano and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, they were talking about the musical theater kids and they were like, yeah, if they graduate, they're not going to Broadway. Is this true? Like, is there, is that pressure real life? Like, I don't know because like, I mean, that's a rumor, but is it like, wow, if I make it, if I make it through all four years of college without getting picked up, did I fail? Or is that just like not a real thing? And I think it just depends on okay. how important finishing school is for you. For you. Okay. Because I mean, some people will go the entire four years and not even audition for anything outside of the school. Got it. Because if you get in, you can't. You can't school finish school, anymore. yeah. Um, but there's like there's a school in New York called Marymount, where they'll like hold your spot, if, and if you go do something, very cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. Work really hard and like audition for a bunch of stuff, and then some people will get something, uh-huh. but they'll decide that like school is more important. Wow. Like uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. The original Aaron Burr. Yeah. Um, he got a part in some show when he was in the middle of school. Uh huh. His um, mom made Broadway. him finish. Yeah, and his, his mom was like crying to him and asking him to finish school yeah and so he said no he to, the, finished to the role and he finished school which worked out for him yeah. obviously but i mean i don't know I, but is there that pressure that you're like man if i could just audition and get out of here as quick as possible or like is there like a i need all four years of knowledge before i even try to go uh, compete with the big leagues or whatever for me personally it's not a big deal to finish i okay. would i would rather get on broadway get on broadway or then finish school uh-huh. because I think also the amount of money that school yeah, costs. Yeah, it, it costs quite. If a you bit. don't have to pay it, that would be super cash <laughs> exactly, money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would much much rather get out sooner. Yeah. Um, I do see the benefit in staying because there's like this this little thing that people say during the audition process, like when you're uh, for a lot of people who are considering not auditioning and just going straight to New York and auditioning. Uh huh. Um, which I considered, but COVID was happening. So, so the big thing that like people tell you in school um or before school while you're auditioning for schools um because i was considering for a long time not going to school and just auditioning in new york uh-huh um and reason you wouldn't do that is the, the reason to go to school is to learn more yeah get more like uh, technique yeah and because under your if belt. you get on broadway the whole idea if you haven't gone to school is that you'll be good at what you're good at but you won't get to grow in the areas of weakness oh and so because they're just going to cast you for what you're good at exactly. and you're going to keep doing that thing. You're going to be typecast for everything. Yeah. Um, now, I do believe that you can grow outside. Of, I'm sure you, you know. could. It's Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get better. Um, but one of the things that, like, I, I wrote my essay about it, about, like, every school. And then I, I uh, well, for every school, I, like, listed the, the, th- the areas that I thought I was weaker in. Uh-huh. Um, not necessarily, like, bad at, but just I could grow more. And then I said how their programs would help me get better at it that's smart um which i think went well no that's really <laughs> smart that's an extremely smart idea too. um but yeah i'm not sure if i answered the question in terms no you did that was 100 percent the question okay well i think the final question though the it's this is now a yes or no is there pressure to graduate or, or to leave early yes or no for me yes okay yeah on myself because i want to get to work as soon as possible yeah i mean and as long as that's a healthy pressure you know as long as you're not you know but you also can't find yourself if you do hit that four-year mark you do get a cap and gown you can't shoot yourself in the foot and say i failed exactly because you didn't fail you just weren't supposed to go to broadway yet you know what i'm saying like because without doubt 
you will go to Broadway. I mean, I've said that since day one. I'm calling it. This is the podcast where we're going to go back and quote, I'm calling it, he's going to Broadway. Okay. It's, it's because, I mean, you have the talent, you have the ability, you have the work ethic, all, and you also have, like, the look, right? <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't know what the look is, but, like, I'm always like, yeah, he, look, he be- looks like he belongs on Broadway. And so it's just like, yes, you might not go to, say you don't go to Broadway in the next three years, but you go to Broadway in four years or maybe you start teaching kids or whatever it might be like and then eventually get whatever but Mm -hmm. like if you get to four years don't shoot yourself at the foot saying i failed and like stop trying because like wow this is stupid now i'm just gonna only make movies for the rest of my life because this is the worst (laughs) which also like i love how your plan b is to go make movies it was so much safer (laughs) where everybody else's plan b when they make movies is not to make movies my plan a is to make movies yeah but I mean, no, I, I, I think, I think you answered the question adequately. Cool. That would suffice. Yeah. At, at least of, uh, right now, my, my tentative plan is if before I graduate, I like get a gig and then I do that for a little bit and then it ends. Um, or if I graduate and move to New York while auditioning, because people always say that auditioning is a full-time job. Uh-huh. Got to wake up at 5 a.m., stand in lines, like go in for, wow. you know, a minute. And then they maybe tell, get they, a job. They tell you in like a month if you wow. get called back, and then you're gonna go in for like two or three more callbacks. That and then, seems so exciting. Exactly, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the reason I say that like editing and making films is like my plan B is because I would like to do that. Uh-huh. It's just something I, I want to have like a career in. Okay, but I feel like I could have a career in that wow. and have auditioning on top of that. So like I will, I would you know work for a production company as just a, a cutter, uh-huh. you know. I would audition well, in my free time. Have you thought about, I mean, especially in today's day and age, I mean, especially with TikTok, with, you know, Instagram, but also YouTube, like you have, people are so interested in other people's lives, right? We saw that with vloggers. We saw that with the Casey Neistat's, Peter McKinnon's, right? Like people are so interested in other people's lives. I would be so interested in your life, but yes, it's another thing that's not fluid, but if you started documenting your experiences auditioning, your, you know, just like, I mean, I guess vlogged, mm-hmm. but like what your experiences are like, like, because you have a Casey's Eyes or you have a Peter McKinnon who are professionals in those fields and they document their daily life within those fields. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's entertaining because it's like, it's not all the finished product. It's everything leading up to it. That's what I find entertaining. What I think a lot of people would find really interesting is like, if you started Instagram, TikTok, 60 second videos of you every single day at Berkeley day in the life of Berkeley day number one day number two mm. right because people will just eat that crap up because they want to know what is it like at Berkeley because only about 10 of us care or like would care enough to try to go there you know what I'm saying like yeah or also and then among those 10 people one of us is talented enough yeah I know what you, mean. you know and so it's just like I would like to me I'm like well gosh darn I would love to see what goes on in Keegan's day-to-day life at Berkeley School of Music but like you start that off now you gain a social media following now you're two years down the road Mm -hmm. you're auditioning and you already have that social media following and that's your income yeah I mean yeah I've definitely considered doing YouTube or at least like attempting uh you know like do the thing um do the thing the hard part about it is just it's like it just takes I think the biggest thing is the consistency yeah like, it takes so much time and you have to yeah block out that time so much well I think so so consistently yeah and it's like well I mean first off I mean I, I preach it all the time 
you don't need your camera. You don't need to take around, mm. you know, whatever camera you have. Literally, you have an iPhone that has solid mics, that has solid, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like shooting vertical, random clips. You maybe voice it over at the end of the night, and it's a total of an extra hour of work. Mm. It's 30 minutes of clipping it together in TikTok, and it's 30 minutes total of just randomly shooting throughout the day. Yeah, totally. And it's just like, it, now it's not like full on a Casey Neistat video that is a 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. project for mm. him. But that was his full-time job, so there's no... Th that kind of pressure can't be put onto you because, yes, that is so unneeded. Yeah. But, you know, you could, like, just document what you got going on because it's interesting enough. Like, the school is interesting enough, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's just me. We'll see what <laughs> No, I, 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 I have definitely thought about it before. I just get nervous that I'm like going to overwork myself sure um which is possible yeah yeah but I think it's worth trying yeah and if it doesn't work out then I stop and figure out maybe I have to you know dial it back to not YouTube TikTok you know exactly I mean? yeah something less pressure oriented yeah you can like make two videos in a day uh -huh. and then post them and see so you have a free day the next day exactly and then you just yes 100% um so like I mean you say how busy you are I mean like with your your schedule coming up and like with the, the I mean the audition process that sounds miserable oh it's yeah I've, I've done some crazy auditions before really I've, yeah so the okay I had one recently that was wild and okay. well most of the time it's not the auditions that are crazy it's the callbacks that are crazy so I once um my sophomore year of high school auditioned for the short north stages uh season okay so there were like four different shows that they were doing and i auditioned for um i got called back for west Side story okay um so i went in i did a dance call for that and i read some sides like sang a song wow. and then i waited in the lobby and the artistic director came out and he was like hey can you uh come in and read for uh Young Frankenstein as well, which is the show that Holy was immediately cow. after. And I was like, yeah, why not? And so everybody else had gotten this material beforehand, but I hadn't. Wow. <laughs> so I go in and I audition, um, and I think it goes pretty well. And then I go back out, and then he comes out again. He's like, hey, would you mind auditioning for uh, the Whoa. main character in Saturday Night Fever? Holy cow. Which is the next show that they were doing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, That's the full season. Yeah. Um, and the only one that I he didn't have me audition for was like this play that was happening at the same time as, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, but the entire process of that took six hours. Holy cow! So I was like, I I sat in this, I sat in this lobby for like six hours, and just having this dude come in and tell you and what to do, tell me stuff that I hadn't gotten before, and he's like, okay, learn this in like ten minutes, and come in and sing it or read these lines or whatever. Holy crap! Yeah, and it was oh, it was it was insane. Um, but another crazy. I mean, one. it paid off. You got the gig. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. was no, it was great. It was great. Um. The and I love stuff like that. Uh -huh. like it's you just don't have to focus on anything else. You just sit there and you're like, okay. It's like you're in the only, zone, exactly. but like your zone is just way different than everyone else's. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's like you, way more chaotic. You're getting in the zone and it's just like, yes, I can do this. Yeah, absolute torture, but I can do it. Uh, the next one, <clears throat> and that I uh, auditioned for was for my school for the play that I'm in. Um, I had heard about the audition. 20 minutes before this is newsies yeah no 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 this is the play that i'm in right now oh my gosh okay in. wow okay so now we're current day. yeah we're, we're current this okay is, this is now um yeah so i was uh in or um i heard about the audition 20 minutes before it was happening holy 
And this was the last day because they had extended it because it was supposed to end the day before. Holy cow. Um, be and they announced this all on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook. Sure. Because no. I just I don't know I just don't. Um, and so my, one of my friends told me about it, and I was like, "What do we have to do for it?" And she was like, "Well, uh, we have to do like a minute long monologue, and you just kind of got to click the shows that you're interested in, and they'll call you back for which one." Holy cow! Wow. Um, so I was like, okay, it's because I had a monologue that I did for uh, college auditions. So I was like, yeah, I can just I can prepare just, this. Yeah, yeah, pull that out. Um, so I reviewed it a few times in the shower, <laughs> and then I, you know, walked over and did it, and I thought it went really well. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards they were like, did you click like the shows that you wanted to be in on the website? And I was like, oh no, I forgot to fill out the form. Oh my gosh. So I was walking, they don't know who I am. I don't really have like I have a spot, but I they don't know anything about me. Uh huh. Um, so I get on my phone while my friend is auditioning and I just click, there were only 10 shows, um, 10 plays and I just click all 10 of them and I know <laughs> nothing about them <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll yeah, just screw put it. Put all my eggs yeah. in every basket, <laughs> which is not the same. No, no. <laughs> but I'll put one egg in each basket. One egg in each basket. <clears throat> well, no, that's the safe thing to do because they say don't put all your oh, eggs yeah, in yeah. one basket I'm because if that one falls over. And you're screwed. Yeah. So you actually did the right thing. Oh, wow. Uh, look at me. Uh, look at you. Changing mottos. You are inspiration. <laughs> look, look at that. <laughs> um, but what happened is that night, um, I got nine emails saying that I was called back for nine out of ten of the Holy shows. Holy crap. And the one show that I wasn't called back for was an all-female female cast. So I couldn't have been called You could have made that me. work, right? <laughs> a little bit of surgery. We'll see what happens. So I, I don't know. I was really proud of myself because I, you know, didn't really prepare for it. Yeah, and I, you aced it, yeah, obviously. Really Nine um, out of ten. So it's like midnight when we get all these emails. And the audition is the next day. Technically Holy that day because cow. midnight is a weird time. <laughs> it's The audition was technically that night. Uh-huh. Um, so... I go to the uh, to the library to a printer, and I print out like thirteen different sides, uh-huh. which are just yeah, small like portions of bits script. of the script. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, and I do a little bit of research on the shows that I really care about, which is uh, so the shows that I really liked were This Is Our Youth, um, The Lord of the Flies. Okay. And then these were all plays, right? Yeah. There's okay. No musicals, so no musical. Okay. And the only other play that I've done is To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. Wow. Which was when I was like twelve. Wow. So this is yeah. This Which is, I mean, it's technically a musical, just no singing. You know, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. it's still the same principles of the larger than life acting, but it's really just acting. You don't have to sing, you don't have to dance, mm-hmm. so yeah. you only have to show off one of your expertise. You exactly. Know? So it should be should be a third easier easier. Yeah. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Two thirds easier. Two thirds easier because two thirds of the thing uh, are is, gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I go in and I audition and I do all these sides and it goes from like 11 a.m. to like 8 at night. Oh my gosh. So also really, really long just me sitting in this tiny room like running and they were all happening at the same time. So I had to run and like switch my brain to what show I was on. Oh my gosh. And what character I was playing from like like back and forth. It was was crazy. Um, But the entire time I was like the show that I really want to do is This Is Our Youth Uh which is the one that I'm doing Um, because so I've never done a any show that only had three characters in it. Yeah. And the thing that was so great about it is it's not really broken up into scenes. It all takes place in one apartment building. 
Very cool. And there's a 30-page conversation with me and one guy. And then he leaves, and then a girl walks in, and then there's like another 30-page conversation, and then the first act ends. Holy cow. What I love about that, what I really, really love about that is it's there's nothing to distract you from the story. But yeah. what makes it even more crazy is that like if you three don't perform, this could be an absolute flop. Exactly. It would be so boring. It would be terrible. Like I would be like, what is going on? But if you guys nail this, then it could be the most entertaining. Like if you're able, I think re- how I should word it is, if you're able to make this entertaining, mm-hmm. then that just goes to show you how good all three of you actors are. Yeah, definitely. Like that's just like, what? And because what- it's like, it's conversations in yeah. one room, no music, just talking. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And like, I'm finding it really hard to memorize because it's so normally I'll like chunk it, right? You'll do like scene one, uh-huh. scene two, whatever. But the fact there are no scenes, I have nothing to distinguish uh-huh. this part of you this. You can't really chunk it. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to slowly go through Plow it. Plow through it until you get it. Yeah. So, wow. Um, definitely difficult. It'll be really fun. Um, but another thing that I'm really proud about is that the other two people that were cast in it are seniors. Wow. And I'm a freshman. Very cool. And so I like it just makes me feel like really Yeah, and, and, and but that has to be, you know, you're allowed I think you're allowed to take the wins cuz like this is 100% a win, right? <laughs> and you can't don't try and like dumb this one down. You know what I'm saying? Like the, you're humble enough on like a daily basis, <laughs> you being proud of this yeah. being in a three-man show that requires an insane amount of talent and the other two actors and actresses are seniors. Yeah. Like people who have been in this, this Berkeley program for three more years than you have, mm-hmm. who have three more years of experience than you have. It's just like mind boggling that you should be extremely, extremely impressed with because not uh, like, I think you're allowed to be proud of it because it helps you with the imposter syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, it yeah. justifies your belongingness where you are. So like wins like this, and I think this goes for everybody. This could be just a little life lesson is wins in general, if handled correctly, don't have to be unhumble or whatever. What's, mm. what's the word for not humble? Like not bragging, but I guess not humble, proud, pride. pride yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, not prideful. pride, but you're allowed to be proud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not walking in with your chest puffed up and all this kind of stuff, but you're walking in saying, I did that. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself and I do deserve to be here. And that, that gets rid of that imposter syndrome because it's like, yes, you did work hard. The reason you're here is because you worked harder than the other 20 people who auditioned for your spot. Mm-hmm. It's like, and yes, it, but then also it's like, well, yeah, I found out about this the day before. Do I really deserve it yeah. or whatever? It's like, yeah, because you've worked since you were seven years old to prepare yourself to be able to just snap into it. Yeah, definitely. like you you only need twenty minutes because. But it's like what what's what's really impressive is when you start telling Broadway, yeah, I did this role and like I found it out like twenty minutes before. They're like, really, you did that in twenty minutes? Let's see how much you could do with three months. Yeah, totally. Like you see how ready you could get or see how impressive you could be. And so yeah, I think you're allowed to be proud. Yeah, be proud, Keegan. I will. I will. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. It'll be really difficult. It definitely helped a lot with the the whole imposter syndrome thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Because it like, I don't know. I've always considered myself. So, a big question that they ask in the theater world, like, what are you first? Are you a singer first, actor first, wow. or dancer first? Okay. Um. What do you consider yourself first? I consider myself an actor first. Okay. Uh, because I think that 
to be a good singer you should be you should have to act through song oh. and to be a good dancer you should have to be able to act through dance like storytell yeah. using these other mediums because even if you have technique does you're not a good dancer unless you're telling the story through your dance exactly yeah um so even on like not like the most technically correct dancer you tell a story i yeah i still think that i i like bring a character to you do. what i'm doing um so yeah i think i think that i'm an actor first and i think that the fact that i was like cast in this play helps me like realize that it's like that. yes you yeah, yeah you got it because of your acting exactly. solely yeah like nobody at because this school doesn't really have an acting program sure they have like others <clears throat> sorry that i keep coughing oh my goodness <laughs> they have like a, a a singing program dancing programs and they don't have an acting program wow so people that go there are normally like singers or dancer dancers first, first actor uh, singer first and me going and saying that I'm an actor first, there's not really a lot of time for me to, like, prove that. Uh-huh. You know? Because like, they're very much drilling, singing, and dancing into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But I think acting's more, more, most important. Yeah, which, but, but you, like, because they're drilling that in in the private time, like, or they're drilling that in in your class time and all that kind of stuff. It's like, but you practicing that outside of class yeah. is what's again giving you an edge against everybody else is like everybody else is out here becoming phenomenal singers phenomenal dancers it's like sweet but we're not looking for another spotify top artist yeah exactly. we're looking yeah. for somebody who can get on stage and tell a story mm-hmm. you know we're looking for the next ben platt you know we're looking for the next you know lin-manuel miranda like we're looking for somebody who's gonna get out there and like do something yeah because like we, we there's plenty of ensemble thank you singers and dancers mm-hmm. that's where you belong <laughs> but i think but yeah but the the people who are more than just seeing you dancing, Lin Lin Manuel Miranda, right? One of the most successful people on Broadway, undeniably. Yeah, don't. He has a pretty okay voice. In, yeah. In, in like in, in like, I can guarantee I can guarantee you you could pull some of those ensemble people and they would out sing him. But that's not what they care about. Yeah. He could sing, yes. He could dance, yes. But what they cared about was that he was able to tell a story, mm-hmm. while also singing and dancing. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's where your focus is going to help you succeed the most is because you are focusing on the story first, which is what's going to have impact on people first. Yeah, definitely. And then the singing and dancing just puts a really, really nice touch on it. Yeah. That's my, that's what's going through my head at the moment. No, that makes sense. I like that. So like with how strenuous Berkeley is, with how strenuous the audition process is going to be with, you know, I mean, the amount of stress, the amount of stress you had go up, up applying I, I mean i was i was here through all of it like it was a ton a ton of pressure on mm-hmm. you your family and all that kind of stuff so how do you wake up every single day and still like have inspiration to do what you do that's difficult. like what gets you like what like what do you wake up at berkeley you're waking up at berkeley you wake up what gets you excited what drives you i think i don't know Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just gonna start talking. We'll see if we come to it. Yeah, yeah. An answer. Um. So I I think that I'm like just as passionate about film as I am with musical theater. Okay. I just know a lot more, and I'm technically better at musical theater. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Um. So one of the hard things is that I haven't been able to find a big outlet for film or photography. Okay. While there, because there's not many opportunities for it. Okay. Um. But one of the things that I've been able to do is photograph these Berkeley like house shows okay. and concerts and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um and I never really considered myself a photographer. I considered myself like a filmmaker. Sure. And so photography is something that I just was like, let's see if I can do this. Uh-huh. Um so I think 
while doing something that I've been doing since I was seven, at the same time trying to learn something else uh-huh. that's nothing like it. Uh, like I'm not involved in front of the camera or as the subject at all. Okay. I'm just the filmmaker. The You're the creator. Yeah. yeah. I think that helps. Okay. I mean, not get tired of everything. So well, I do. I do I'm see what you're saying. It. Yeah. It's almost like I mean, it's, it's the whole purpose I created FilmFit, right? Yeah. I mean, the job I have is filmmaking, right? Yeah. Technically, and you know, I do gigs, I do weddings, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's super cool. I mean, like, I love. I'm getting paid to do what I love, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, doing stuff like that is work. It's yeah, work. Yeah. And doing what you're doing is school, and it's hard. But finding the hobbies and luckily you know your hobbies filmmaking and photography and so like but finding those hobbies and finding like the things that like just keegan's excited about is keegan the best there will ever be no probably mm-hmm. not but it's the thing that wakes up and he's like I'm, I'm doing musical theater i got here this is what i worked for my entire life but also i'm excited to go take pictures tonight because that's a yeah. passion like it's a it's a it's a passion project it's and I think finding passion projects for me mm-hmm. is how I keep myself from burning out. Yeah, and I don't even think it's like... It, it's not to say that I'm not like passionate about musical theater uh-huh. or that I think that photography and filmmaking is more creatively fulfilling. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just the first semester of school, we were not able to be in a show. We weren't allowed to audition. And so going into the second semester, I'm hoping that I will get more creative fulfillment uh-huh. from, from the play. Musical theater, okay. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I get to be in something and I get to audition yeah. for stuff. Um, but I still am, I'm really happy that I get to have my hand in both these two areas, even uh-huh. though it's not what I expected at all. Like I expected to like have my friends come up with an idea or I would come up with an idea. Uh-huh. And then, um, you just get out there and yeah, go we, start we, making stuff like or whatever. film it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then I saw all these shows that were happening and I just reached out and I was like, can I come take pics, take pictures? Cause I just thought it was a good way you know, just to get your foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And yeah, that's that's another thing. A lot of people want me to take headshots for them. Nice. Um, because that's like a thing that. And also, yeah, like that's such a market, bro. Exactly. You exactly. better start and charging I'm people for this. In, like I am, like I just, I know all of the people. You know, so uh-huh. I'm like, hey, do you need new headshots? And they're like, you know what I kind of do? I'm like, twenty bucks. Facts. Like, twenty bucks. Not, not but like, you <laughs> get like money. five people to exactly. go out on a photo shoot. Exactly. Twenty bucks. That's like that's just extra cash. That's just like, this is something that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to profit off of it, number one. But then number two, it's something that just keeps your life fresh and keeps it from getting mundane, especially when you're about to go into, what is the times? Nine to nine uh, to seven? Nine a.m. to 11, including rehearsals. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> so finding at least even like if you just have your phone and you, you're walking to your next class, you're walking to your next thing, you see like a sunset peering through, you take a photo of that. Mm-hmm. Like those types of things, those moments are what are what keep you from getting mundane or what keep you from, you know, getting trapped into uh, routine and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. like, it's what keeps you, you know, excited and passionate because like, yes, you're there. Yes, like it's exactly where you wanted to be. But at the end of the day, if it's not, like, if you're not finding like the, I don't know. Like, if you don't stop and like, uh, what's who who? Fierce Bueller's Day Off. When oh, he's yeah. like, when he's like, if you don't, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you're just it might pass. Whatever yeah, you might miss, miss it. it. It's just like, but that's like real life, you know? Because like, if you don't stop, do the things you're also passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, even 
to people who are considerably in the careers that they worked their entire lives for. But if you don't do this, do the small things, the little things that sparked your interest in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I'm a photographer and all this kind of stuff. But if I, like, I don't take photos of a sunset. Yeah. Like now, it's such a cliche for photographers to take photos of a sunset, but it's like to me, I still find the beauty in that. Yeah, definitely. Because if I don't continue to find the beauty in the things that got me to where I am now, then I'm going to lose the passion for the thing that I'm doing now. Yeah. If I don't find, you know, cause like you hear it with like sports and all this kind of stuff. It's like stick to the basics and, you know, do, do all this kind of stuff. It's that's like transferable into, I think anything. It's like, why did you fall in love with musical theater? Mm-hmm. What about it? It was the storytelling. It was this, it was that. It was just like, well, I got to make sure I tell stories and like, I got to keep, doing the small things and like even when you get on broadway and you're getting paid it's like you gotta take photos of things you gotta make videos that you just still find passion in if you're not finding passion in the story you're currently doing or whatever it might be yeah totally yes and uh, and i keep saying like things that people say in musical theater so another thing (laughs) that people say Uh in musical theater is if you're gonna go into this like business Uh uh-huh you have if you can like see yourself doing anything else don't do like do that yeah do that thing yeah Yeah. if you can see yourself if i can see myself making a career for filmmaking be a filmmaker Uh don't do musical theater because when you're in musical theater you have to be all in yeah and you're you're living your entire life and your your job isn't to act or to sing or to dance your job is to get told you're not good enough basically yeah so you You walk into a room and you audition and you try your best and people say no facts and, and that's going to be probably you're going to get nine no's to your one yes exactly and on broadway have, and you have to try over yeah. and over again and be able to find the energy and passion uh-huh. to stick with it um but i i don't agree with the idea that if you can see yourself doing anything else do that yeah because i, I yeah i could see myself being a successful filmmaker maybe even film actor uh-huh but that's not what i'm most passionate about yeah you're most passionate about getting up there and telling a story through theater. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think what's, what is the most similar about us, about like also your filmmaking, that's why it translates so well, is first and foremost, we're storytellers. Mm-hmm. And I think when people get so caught up in the mode of storytelling and not the actual storytelling themselves, that's how they get burnt out. Yes. Yeah, totally. Because there is no passion in the actual making of films. There is, there is no, there's no, it's art, yeah, but there's no, there's no passion in it. There's no fire in that, mm-hmm. right? But there's fire in storytelling. Yes. And so, I'm, people are drawn to the fire. Nobody's drawn to the sticks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, so if I have no passion, I have, if I have nothing, if I'm not telling stories to fuel that, then it's just a big pile of sticks. Yeah. Like, who cares? Or in this, in this scenario, like, if you if you're not willing to if you're not ready to go tell stories if that's not what you're in it for if you're not in it to tell stories then who cares if you can sing a dance mm-hmm. i don't like go go be a middle school teacher yeah. like they sing a dance but like you're in it because you want to go tell stories like mm-hmm. you want to i mean the, especially now like people need to hear stuff and not everybody's going to receive it through the news not everybody's going to hear stories through books not every, like like you have chosen the mode of musical theater and yeah. that's how you're going to go tell stories Yeah, because that fire needs to go get started somewhere else where, you know, your brother and I were extremely like, I only make films. I mean, that's photography, but like, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't musical and theater. Podcasts. Oh, and, mo- and podcasts, of course. God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, 
I, I, my, my goal is to go like stir up this fire that's already been going mm-hmm. in the world of you know filmmaking and photography. What's driving you to Broadway is because there's a like there's something already burning there. Mm-hmm. But the reason it's like it gets tamped out, or the reason that shows don't succeed and all this kind of stuff is because there's no substance in the story. The reason yeah. Hamilton's so good, the reason Dear Evan Hansen's so good, the, re- the reason you know Hades Town is so successful is because they're grounded in the story first and then they got talented people to tell it. Yeah, definitely. And I think you are talented to you're talented number 1, but two, you're ready to go tell stories and that's where I th- I think your your success is going to come in, both in photography, filmmaking and musical theater. Thank you. You're welcome. So Keegan, where does Keegan see himself in 2, 5, 10, 30, <laughs> 50, 60 years from now? Where do you see yourself? What's mm. your future? Well, about a hundred years from now, okay. I think I'm gonna be dead. <laughs> um, but we can backtrack a little bit. Um, no, I, I think. Let's say two years. Where do you see yourself? In two years. Yeah. In. We'll start there. In two years, I think. If I am still in college, I will have made, an attempt, to audition for Broadway stuff. Okay. If not, Good. or like. Or tours, tours, or so is that a summer thing? I know that's random, but like, yeah, is so that how you audition? Is that like you got to go to New York for your summer and that's where you spend it? You can. Okay. That's definitely an option. You can also send in videos. Okay. Video auditions, which is something that has helped me so much throughout this. Because you know how to do it. Because I make films, I video auditions are something that I can like. Yours are just perfect. that much higher quality than everybody else's. Exactly. Even if they don't care about the video quality. Yeah. Like no. right at the end of the day, but. They're gonna click on yours first because yours is just the most appealing. It's like clickbait on YouTube. Exactly. You're making clickbait for people who run shows, mm-hmm. directors, or whatever. And uh, this is off topic, but th- I think that's something that helped me with my college auditions uh-huh. because they were all virtual. Oh. Uh, it was my monologue had to be like I was acting for film, not for musical theater. And so I think it helped me because yeah, since I've had experience in that, and I understood that, it didn't look like I was overacting. No, it looked like you were nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I think I will have made a solid attempt to try to get on Broadway, try to get a national tour. Um, in two years. Yeah. In the next two years. In the next okay. two years. Um, if I'm still at Boston Conservatory, I think I'll still be able to find like creative fulfillment and I'll still be excited to do work and stuff like that. Um, but I think I'll have like a strong desire to, you know, do something. Sure. Do something else. Uh huh. Um, I mean, yeah, I would like to say that I, you know, would be on Broadway at that point, but I just don't know the state because shows uh, that are opening back up are getting canceled again. Wow. So I just don't know that. I just don't know what it's going to be in yeah. two years. So where do you see yourself? Five years? Ten years? No, let's go ten. Let's get five. Let's go to ten. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I will most likely have will have had a shot at Broadway. Okay. In ten years. Yes. Um, or at least that's my hope. Um, if not, I think that I'll be doing some sort of tour, sure. national tour, um, or like auditioning will be, you know, my uh-huh. full-time job. Uh-huh. And I will have a ideally relatively steady income through some sort of film, if uh-huh. it's not through theater. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard for me to look that far into the future and say what I like know will happen. Because like I, I think... I know what's gonna happen, uh-huh. but you know things yeah, like COVID you always, yeah, you throw stuff off. Days, yeah, 
and if I'm being honest, like with this play that I'm in, I didn't like. I saw this other kid audition, and I thought he was going to get it. Uh huh. Because, because they kept asking back in the room to re- read with different wow. people, and I just I just expected him to get the part, uh-huh. even though I really wanted. And I, you know, I just kind of accepted that. And I was like, dang, that sucks. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll get in one of the other shows. If I if I strive for something, uh-huh. or if I think I can do something, I am capable of doing, it and I will yeah, do it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'll try to make sure that it happens. I, I you know, the quote's been said. You know, have high hopes. But, you know, keep your expectations in check type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hope for the best, strive for the best, work for the best. But when the best doesn't happen, don't beat yourself up. Don't throw yourself in the mud. Exactly. Because maybe the best wasn't supposed to happen right now. Or the best doesn't look like what you originally thought it was going to. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, COVID proved that, more, I think, more than anything. Mm-hmm. COVID proved no matter what we plan, no matter what happens, no matter what we think is going to happen, all of it can be flipped up at, in the last second. Mm-hmm. But it's the people who still succeed and the people who still find passion in what they're doing even when everything's flipped upside down that's what sets people apart yeah. instead of sitting in a sitting in a corner and saying well oh, gosh covid yeah you know it's just like yeah covid but what are we doing in in spite of it yeah you can't sit and like hope that an audition is going to get thrown your way uh-huh. or that somebody's going to notice you like you have to go out of your way to audition for stuff yeah like, like i sent in a video audition for uh in into the woods show that was off broadway yeah um and it was only for equity actors which is like you know it's the actors union it's yeah. called equity okay um which i'm not a part of um it's broadway equity i'm sure yeah, yeah. like bro- like on broadway that's yeah, equity that's right? equity okay um but they were only this audition was only seeking equity actors okay but i'm like what's the know. worst that happens they say no i send it in they say no to it because i'm not equity yeah but what if they're like, you know what, maybe we'll give them a shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, like, you I, never know. You just got to, you know, take chances. At the end of the day, the worst thing that will happen is somebody says no. That's exactly. literally the worst thing. Mm-hmm. If you could just wrap your head, your mind around that, yes, it's still rejection and that's like a whole emotional thing that I don't want to get into. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the best thing they can say is yes. The worst thing they can say is no. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. <laughs> um... Keegan, I'll have you back on another time so we can pretty much strictly talk about film. That's okay. what I, I want to do that sometime. I want to have you on here, talk about, you know, what you go through, what your th- your thoughts are. I mean, what your processes are in the world of filmmaking, photography, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Keegan, his show notes are... Er, Keegan's social medias, uh, they're all down in the show notes. So go give him a follow. Keegan, thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, make sure that you tune in for the next episode when I figure out how to drive a tractor up the Empire State Building. Oh, that's going to be difficult.